1: everybody welcome to the four corners podcast I'm shad here with Matt and Brad guys how are you uh,
0: I doing good I'm doing good I'm really excited because there will be no election commercials after today <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the big thing to look forward to
0: and I can I can watch YouTube in peace now <laughs> <clears throat>
1: You know, there are ad blockers that help
2: with that sort of stuff. Yeah, but if you're
0: watching it, like, on Roku, you don't get that if you want it, like, on oh, the TV. Oh, there
2: it is. There it is, well, yeah. My wife, uh, my wife just, because uh, on her phone, she doesn't, she's not logged into her account. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, like, playing music for our daughter, uh, you know, there's commercials with hers. And she's like, how do you have no commercials on your YouTube? I'm like, because I pay. <laughs> I pay, like. The 10 bucks or whatever it is for a month. to have like the premium YouTube and there's no ads. So that said, it's like, I have not seen any really any election ads this season, uh, which I'm thankful for. It's just seamless. No, no ads. I don't really watch enough like TV to see yeah. stuff. I pretty much watch everything on like DVR.
0: I get the fucking or, inserts in the mail though.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So,
1: I don't
0: even look at them. It's such a waste. I'm just like, oh, this is an election thing just in the trash. I don't even look at whose it is.
2: Oh, yeah, it's in the uh, in the old recycle bin whenever I get literature like that.
0: Yeah, some days it doesn't even make it into the house. It just goes straight (laughs) into the trash.
1: (laughs) So, Matt, um, I may or may not have heard this from somewhere, but if you use a browser called Brave, then you don't get YouTube ads at all. And it's just from using that, so anyway, also uh, though
0: I t- because I do watch some guys regularly, like our our pal Tim, I keep the ads on for him too,
1: oh, that's fair, that's fair. So he
0: can get like the two shekels that he's gonna make from like me watching an hour of his stuff
1: that that, that is fairly fair. fair yeah, I should ask yeah. him
0: if he even makes two shekels, he might make like half a shekel.
1: Would that be a sheckling?
0: Yes, because I think we, we asked. <laughs> I think we asked him when he finally got monetized. Like, oh yeah, I made like twelve bucks this month. It's like, Ooh. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that that uh, a lot of guys like don't really get paid. You really have to be like, uh, I don't know, like a, a big Twitch star or something like that. Have like a million people My, watch your video. And the instant it comes out, to well, get, you have to like, be big
0: money. enough to get sponsorships. That's how people make money now. Because the problem mm-hmm. is YouTube doesn't pay a lot. Like you can get by. But I think like I think if you got like a couple million views, you might get like seven thousand dollars from them, which is good. But like you know that can go away real quick, and YouTube is also out to like demonetize you at every instance, so they can screw you out of that money too. Mm-hmm.
1: If you've never, uh, if you've ever wondered why. You go to some content that you watch, and it's like, why are there, why are they talking about Raid Shadow Legends? You know, what, what in the hell is this? <clears throat> it's because if you do a video or content and mention Raid Shadow Legends, at least recently, you got paid seven hundred dollars if they if they extended it to you. So me saying Raid Shadow Legends here wouldn't apply because they never offered it to us. But if uh, you know, if you had a decent enough audience and they approached you, that'd be $700 every video. Just so goes with that sponsorship. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take our, care of our shout outs right now here at the beginning. First one is going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collar and elbow brand dot com. Use the promo code Four Corners Podcast. That's number four, capital C in Corners, capital P in podcast. Save 10 percent off your order they just released two new shirts in the style of the uh, attitude era or the monday night wars uh nitro and raw uh stylings so go check those out other shout out um folks in eastern kentucky are still trying to rebuild there's been one family that's basically been living they were provided a trailer at a state park but they don't have uh The electrical hookup, they don't have the sewage hookup for it. They can't afford that, and they don't have anywhere to go. So there's lots of stories of things like that. So if you would be uh, inclined to help those folks out, then I'm going to recommend you go to AppleShop, dot org, and that'll be a good starting place if you would be willing to help those folks out. For other shout-out, we go over to Matt.
2: Uh, that would be to uh, Orlando Colon uh, I'm not sure if Orlando ran For any local elections <laughs> In uh, in Puerto Rico He would have my vote if he did But one thing I do know is Orlando He's got a little bit of something guys He's got an X Factor He's got an X Factor
1: That's Matt. Rage, <laughs> <Shadu Legend. Segway>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt that sounds like a segue
2: <laughs> Actually let me pull up the, the stupid
1: X-Men theme song. Yep yep yep, yep. <laughs> with that. Uh, Brad, what are we doing while uh, Matt's so, getting the
0: music? So last summer we did drafts for the Avengers and the Justice League, and then we kind of realized, hey, there are other superhero teams out there that we could draft for. So we're doing the X-Men because there is a whole... X-Men. There it
2: is. <laughs> this is so recognizable.
1: It is. It's really, it's a great... Uh, you know, opening theme track.
2: It is. It like, and maybe you have to be of a certain age, which we all are. Like, if you're like a kid growing up in the 90s. Like, you you heard that music. Like, you knew. You didn't even have to like turn around. Yeah. Like, you knew. Like, oh man, X Men. Like, you knew that was coming yep. on. And you're you knew exactly what time it was. It was Eleven o'clock on
1: Saturday morning, because that's when X Men came on. And your head snapped around. And you're like, oh man, X Men's coming on. So, um, Brad, what are the rules? for uh our draft tonight
0: so we we threw some differences in for this one because x-men is kind of a broader genre than the justice league or the avengers because it was quite popular at one point so um first we're going to be taking a team out of the out of the numerous teams so your choices are the x-men which is your bog standard um superhero lineup then X Factor, we are going with like the more detective agency one, like with Alex Summer and Jamie Madrox, the multiple man is like the leads. And then we're going to, you can also pick X Force, is like the the covert murder squad version that is more known from like the 2000s. And then um, the new mutants would be, which would be the young up and comers. And then Excalibur, which would be your kind of magical squad on the edge of the universe, like protecting it from evil.
1: Right. So I believe, and this happened organically without us discussing it, but I believe that we all three settled in on different teams. Um, if that's correct. And, uh, Brad, how are we doing the draft? Are we doing the snake draft again?
0: Yes, we're doing the snake draft. I actually didn't pick people. Um, Crap. Let me do that real (laughs) quick. So it's going to be a snake draft. You're taking five people and um, two reservists. Also, if you take Excalibur, um, you have to take Captain Britain as your first pick just because...
1: Because it's Excalibur?
0: Yeah, and you can't have that without... Um without him and then if you take Kitty Pride you get Lockheed as a bonus. So let's see here.
1: Alright. So there okay, we go. We're so... going on our X
0: Men teams. Shad will mm. be going first, Matt will be going second, I'll be going third. So
2: wait when... are, we, are are we doing this uh uh serpentine again or Yeah, Serpent. Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: Because the person that okay. last gets fucked if you don't go serpent.
2: Yep,
1: that's true. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to create for I'm going to create the document for this one like I have in the past just for uh, the sake of tracking it. But if I get the first pick, then I'm going to tell you that uh, my the team that I picked was actually the detective uh, group for X Factor. Uh, I was I thought that uh, I'd have some fun with going with the, uh, the more intrigue as opposed to this is a threat to mutants. Let's go get them kind of stuff. And the the first pick I'm going to get right now, because I'm concerned that I won't uh, I won't get this pick if I don't uh, would actually be my team lead. This would be the guy who kind of helms the squad, sets the tone, that sort of stuff. And that means that I am picking up
2: Beast. Mmm. Good solid pick. I don't. I'm not sure has Beast ever been like put in the role of leader, like actual leader. I don't know. I don't know, but he's he's an, he's almost an underrated character. I I dare to say that because he's used quite often and used I would say quite well, but uh, more like a supporting character. You know, like the the resident like technical genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've seen him used as like the actual like driving force because he's the leader. But he's, uh, I feel like usually he's presented quite well. Like he's he's done in a way that it's like he's he actually is very heroic and and not just like you know intelligent, uh, but done in a way that's like you actually like he's endearing in a way. Like he's I, I don't know that I've seen a characterization of him that's like you know you kind of like poo poo it. It's like nah, this isn't yeah. that great yeah um, uh, I'm going with be, him would you be because... doing lion weird lion creature don't
0: do, lion beast. <laughs> don't do secondary mutation beast he's lame
2: uh, I was going to be doing
1: blue beast okay um,
0: even gray beast is better than
1: stupid my, lame beast Yeah, what he does is he kind of sets a logical foundation for a detective team um, kind of sets the tone on examining problems and how to approach them and that sort of stuff
0: I think that's a good use of him.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so that's my first pick, uh, X Factor Detective Squad,
2: uh, Beast. Matt, I believe it goes to you next. Uh, I decided to do not a uh, not a regular X Men team, but X Force Murder Squad. <laughs> X Force Murder Squad. <laughs> Clandestine X Force Murder Squad, which they wouldn't necessarily always do murder, but it would be something that would be in their wheelhouse. Um, and they certainly would be more more like a black ops i I'm envisioning them more as like a black ops squad so they they do stuff that other x-men teams or you know x teams mutant teams can't necessarily do because it's not necessarily like it's morally ambiguous or morally like not the best but it's in furtherance of like you know ultimately a heroic goal or protecting mutant kind
0: yeah cause uh, they, so they um they kind of did hmm. them they kind of redid it Around messiah complex into avx where it was like wolverine like deadpool uh warpath i think feral was in it mm-hmm. no maybe it was wolfsbane but they did the rick remender run on it's really good i think it's uncanny x-force
2: mm, okay
0: is really well regarded
2: uh and i we're not doing we're not we're not i think none of us are including wolverine because it's like he's he's in every yeah he's in every single like marvel book yeah i i had issued myself
1: the challenge of because wolverine would be easy pick up for me too with the the enhanced scent stuff it's like walk in there wolverine can you logan can you get the scent well yeah i can get the scent okay but it was like i'm challenging myself not to do that because Back in the days of Newgrounds, there was a a floating hands production where they would do kind of parody send-ups of old uh, uh, you know, uh, Marvel Comics events. And one of them, it was X-Men are going to go do this thing, and Cyclops is breaking up the team. He said, we're going to have three teams. One's going to go to Canada, one's going to go to Europe, one's going to go to Africa. And he put Wolverine on all three of them. And so every episode, every time they would cut to one of the other teams – they'd be talking and then they'd look around and wait for a minute and you'd hear this gasping puff and Wolverine would run into frame and he'd be like, sorry, sorry. I had to get here from, I had to get here from wherever he was. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to use him. That's, that's
0: there. There's a funny Avengers comic from, I don't know, around the AVX era. I think it's an annual and I think it's vision coming back and he and Scarlet witch are having this like really tense thing. And like, just in the background of this comic, Wolverine's just stuffing his face through the whole issue and it's hilarious. <laughs> Alright. So I, I kind of miss old Wolverine though, like just to go into it for a minute. Like in the seventies and stuff where he's just kinda like this cowboy rednecky guy from Canada. Like I miss that Wolverine. They've really lost the plot with that. Like where he mm-hmm. had a personal life and he had like a personality outside of being a hero. Mm-hmm. I, I miss that Wolverine. Like when he was interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so I am going with like the murder squad or at least black ops type squad. And uh, as as easy as a choice as this is, I am and it's been done before. I am going to go with someone who is has has historically been the leader of X-Force or one of the main forces of X-Force. And that mm-hmm. is Cable. Cable. Cable uh, from the future son, at least of uh, uh, Scott Summers and. Gene Grey, at least a clone of Gene Grey, I think. I forget my <laughs> timelines. <laughs> they keep changing it, don't they? Yeah, I, I I that's another thing that I should preface this. I should preface this. Like i I've chosen a team. Uh and if you're listening at home and I choose a certain individual, uh a, a character, you, and you're like, They can't be you can't have that character. That character died in issue four eighty six. It's like, guys, I'm doing an idealized version of the team. So, I'm just kind of like picking people that I I thought would be interesting or or like. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not up to date (laughs) on everything that happens in Marvel. I don't know if like a year ago they killed the character off. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm just doing people that I think would be interesting. So, we'll see. Like, so I'm choosing Cable uh, because I think that would be fun. Um, He's been shown to be like, you know, violent at times, but also very heroic. Uh, I think he would be really an, an interesting choice. And he's someone who obviously has been a leader in the comics before of different teams. So he'd have the skills for that. And he, I think, would be able to keep the kind of motley crew of people that I am uh, putting together. I think he would be able to keep them in line. So Cable sure. is my first choice.
0: So are we, taking, I, are we taking 90s Cable with lots of pockets?
2: <laughs> uh, that would, yeah, you know, why not? Giant shoulder Lots of shoulder pads, <laughs> drawn by Rob Leifeld. Lief-
1: so um, I also have to admit that, we, say, similar to Matt, I'm putting together my team. I'm not thinking of like personal interactions or stuff. Like I'm not really worrying about that. I, I'm taking like kind of the evergreen version that you think of and dropping them in and being like, okay, this is a team member and we'll sort out the dynamics as the run goes on kind of stuff. Sounds good. But I think that takes us to Brad.
0: So, Brad, I'd, what kind of team are you doing? I decided to take Excalibur because um, the original run in like the early 90s is like one of my favorite comics ever. I believe
1: um, that we established what your first pick has to be. Then,
0: yeah. So, but like issues like one through 50, I think while Claremont was writing it, is like really good stuff. Like really kind of off the wall um, concepts with some humor mixed in. Um, there's one issue I like. I don't know if Claremont was still writing it where they end up in Wonderland and Captain Britain like punches out the Cheshire Cat. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's a really it's a really trippy like it's actually kind of very British style and um it's kind of like one of those things that makes me sad about comics that you don't get that weird offbeat stuff from the main two anymore. Sure. Yeah, so Captain Britain who is Actually, one of my favorite characters, if you're not very familiar with him, he's kind of Green lantern Lantern-ish, is like There's the, the Captain Britain core uh, right. with all the multiverse ones. They've kind of ruined it now because they have like Betsy doing like the Captain Britain thing, which is really kind of lame and the fans don't like it. Because, you okay. know, Brian is the, the real Captain Britain. So, yeah. Um, really fun comic. It's also... It kind of... People kind of turned on it after a while because it was just turning into an excuse to keep Nightcrawler and Kitty off of the the main X-Men. Yeah. But yeah, so Captain Britain, um, if you don't know, he's like a fly guy, and his concept is like he's the guardian of the, the multiverse.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, and it's a snake draft, so that comes back to you again.
0: So I'm going to keep it in the family here, and I'm going to take Psylocke number two. Okay. Um also another interesting character so Psy Power she's kind of possessed by Betsy Braddock his sister Uh-oh. um but yeah so that I'm gonna I'm gonna do her as my second so I have my, my psychic powered person I have my powerhouse slash flyer and I, I wouldn't say she's really magic associated more kind of magic adjacent I'm gonna try and keep it a little on the magic side for mine
1: well, I have to scratch off uh, someone on my list now, but I've got alternates set up. Fair enough.
2: That means I think we go back to Matt. So I, I was potentially going to go – I won't say hack, but kind of like tread into waters that had already been tread into uh, by uh-huh. writers and choose Deadpool, uh, which uh, obviously Cable and Deadpool are a good team. They even had their own like book. Mm-hmm. like a few years back but the more i think about it the more i like that's that's it's almost running into like wolverine territory where it's like deadpool is almost like too popular and kind of in a way like overpowered uh so i'm gonna not going to go with deadpool I'll, i'm going to choose a different uh one down the line but the one i'm going to go with now is one i had always envisioned to be on the team uh-huh um and i feel he's in some ways he's similar to cable in the sense that he's like a He's like a heavier hitter. He's not. He's not historically been treated as like, oh, this guy's gonna lead a team. But he's presented as like a, a kind of like a badass. Like he's he's. You'd have him on your team if you wanted to. Like he he's been an X Force member before, and he can be used and has been used uh, with the X Men. Uh, he's been prominently featured on teams before. But I'm gonna go with uh, Warpath.
0: That's a good pick.
2: Warpath. Yeah. The uh, the. Native American uh, superhero, uh, the mutant, who I believe is the brother of
0: Thunderbird, who was he he joined with in giant size number one, and he died like in issue 95, I think, which so he lasted three issues, but he's had yeah. kind of a long form impact because then Warpath came in later.
2: yeah. Yeah, Warpath did come in later because I think they I think they realized like oh crap like we goofed like this guy Thunderbird was actually kind of popular so they found a way to kind of bring him back without actually him, it being Thunderbird it's just they uh they did it where he's you know his brother Warpath is the one who who joins but
0: what's his uh, real I, name because one of them is John Proudstar but I don't know if that's Thunderbird. I, I think
2: it's I think Warpath is James okay I want to say James
0: okay James, James John Proudstar
2: Prouch. Warpath is James Proudstar, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh and I I just always found like the character kind of like interesting. Like he's, he uh he's
0: criminally kind of, underutilized in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that he there's like it, it, you could go a different way with him. He can go like you can kind of explore that, not just like the obviously the Native American aspect, but you could have him he he's a skilled hunter. He has superhuman strength. He has a lot of, like, actually, like, powers. He's kind of – I don't know if, like, in video games he would be kind of like uh – He'd be a tank. He would be a tank just because of his size and strength. But he, in some ways he's almost like he's a – he's almost like a, an overall type of uh, character. Like he's he – he he has a lot of powers that he can do a lot with them.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of – he's kind of – kind of, he's a rare case of being like an understandable hothead. And you really get the idea. You can really explore like the concept of loss with him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Lo-
2: looking it up. Oh, okay, this is interesting. Looking it up. I would not go this route unless, you know, I want to explore something for a story, but looking, uh, looking it up on Wikipedia, I guess I didn't, I didn't know this. Cause again, I don't, Marvel has, like, decades of, of history, so I don't know uh, the ins and outs of all of it, but I guess there was a storyline where Ghost Rider, uh, he, he interacted with Ghost Rider, and it, it act quote-unquote, it activated his sh- Apache shaman abilities. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's a supernatural element where I guess he is able to sometimes call upon uh, shamanistic abilities, and he used it to help fight the demon bear, um
0: Ooh, so and, that's in uh, um, that's a big, that was a big New Mutants storyline, wasn't it? Demon Bear. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was. Which, uh, by the way, have have you guys seen the New Mutants the movie? No, I have it not. Terrible. It was uh, it was, it was like in developmental hell. Like they had actually made it.
0: Well, they did. Remember, um, they did like trailers. Like trailers hit TV, and it didn't come out for like another two years.
2: Yeah, it like and because it was not. Well received. I think they did reshoots. And um, I
0: think I think the only reason it ever came out is they COVID dumped it.
2: for yeah. Content. Well, I saw it. Um, and it's not good. <laughs> it's very not good. It's a. Uh, it's fine. It it would be fine if like I won't even say like this is a movie done for for like Disney Plus or something. Which it kind of it it would have been fine if it was, but. It's almost like a B movie where it's like this should. This should only have been something for, like, some sort of streaming service. It's not very good. Like, I would not have actually released this into theaters expecting it was going to make money.
0: Like the Vin Diesel um, Bloodshot movie?
2: I haven't seen that one, but I've heard heard many bad things about it, so I don't know.
0: Vin Diesel's like an instant, like, not watch for me
1: yeah i heard i heard stories about bloodshot and it went away very quickly so
0: i think that tanked their whole (laughs) their whole cinematic universe they actually did like a youtube um like web series that was a lot better than that
1: okay well all right so i have an oddball pick to go on mine for the simple reason of just how useful he would be um This was a character that started out as an adversary for the X-Men, but then joined the X-Men. And okay, yeah, sure, Um, he died, but this is comics, which means that I am going to reach way back to the late 60s, I think, for this one, and I'm going to put Changeling on my team Hmm. because having a shapeshifter – on your investigative team just seems really useful to me.
0: <laughs> How many issues did Changeling even last? Not a lot. Well, he eventually, they, they kind of reused him as morph and exile. So he's had a much yeah. longer. Yeah. Longer. But, life. Let's uh, see here that's really, you're going real. Cause that's like, yeah. that's like talking about mimic.
1: Mm. hmm So I was, um, I was going through it thinking about who would be useful for an investigative team. And it struck me just having somebody that would be able to pull this kind of job off would be really handy to have. And so there we go. That's that, you know, having having a shapeshifter around that can do this sort of stuff in the same vein. Now I'm going to pick up someone who's a little more well-known. Um because in investigation, sometimes you've got to go some places that you're not particularly wanted to be in, uh, which means that in this case, uh, this is where I pick up uh, Shadow Cat Kitty Pride mm. for more investigative stuff. And I believe that Brad said that gets Lockheed as well. Yes,
0: who is the secret best X Men character ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so far my investigative team has uh, a genius, a shapeshifter, and someone who can phase through solid matter, and a dragon, and a dragon. That's true. Uh, so, uh, I mean, to be honest,
0: sorry, an I, extra ter- extraterrestrial dragon, because he's a dragon. not he's not magical by nature. He's so I have you ever read like the first issue of Lockheed? Or his first appearance, I should say. So she kind of finds him in a basement when these creatures from space invade, and he kind of helps her out. So Mm -hmm. I believe he's extraterrestrial in nature. They just don't know what he is. He just kind of takes a liking to her and hangs out.
1: Also, uh, just from looking at it very quickly, he is immune to uh, telepathy. So...
0: I remember that because I don't think Professor X could read his mind. Right. Actually, funny, funny enough, I um I've been re- rereading old Uncanny X Men. I just reread Kitty's first appearance recently. Oh and okay. She she actually showed up in the Dark Phoenix saga, um because Emma Frost was trying to recruit her, and the X Men were trying to recruit her. And when they like were hanging out with her, is when the Hellfire Club like attacked and abducted a bunch of them.
1: There was um in the Late 80s, there was an animated series, or animated special, that I think was called The Pride of the X-Men.
0: That was like the that's, pilot for the series.
1: Was originally. it? Okay.
0: That, that was supposed to be an ongoing series, and they canned it. And then I believe a woman at Fox or something put her career on the line to get that.
1: I know who you're made. talking about, but I cannot remember uh, what her name is. Yeah, But yeah, that's the... Um, I, I remember, because that... The the device for introducing everybody in that was her being uh, recruited and shown around by Professor X. So she kind of plays
0: go. the role Jubilee got a couple years later. Yeah,
1: but there you go. That's my investigative squad picks up um, Changeling and uh, Kitty Pride. So we go on that, over to uh, Matt. Wait,
2: that's a good pick. I really think that's a good. Like, you can go a lot of ways with
0: that, and she yeah. she's a very she's become a very integral developed character over the last twenty years too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, all right, I think that goes to Matt.
2: Uh, let me think, cause I uh, had to switch things up once I I jettisoned Deadpool. So I still I still there's some in my list that I'm trying to think like who are the best people to pick, but I'll go with one uh that I think could be an interesting i think she would fit well with mm-hmm. the murder squad aspect uh, and that's a character that i think like doesn't hasn't been used necessarily uh, as well uh, someone who is a former morlock but okay. and it, she in some ways she almost like fits like a, a wolverine type of thing cuz she has regenerative regenerative powers and she can make bladed weapons out of her own body but i'm going to go with marrow Marrow. Marrow. Oh, yeah,
0: they got rid of the replace with X23 with pretty much the exact same rule.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I did not. Again, if we're not picking Wolverine, I didn't want to pick uh, Wolverine derivatives. I, I mean, Marrow might be one, but not an actual like derivative in the sense that like X23 is like a clone. It's, I think, legitimately, it's just like a clone, right? Uh yes. So I, I'm not gonna go with. I wasn't going to go with that. But I did think Mero was, like, a nice compromise because I, I think she could fill that role where she can, you know, she can be, like, your just, like, assassin character because uh, she she can take a lot of punishment. She can regenerate herself. And then she, from her own body, like, she can make uh, armor out of bone. She could form bladed weapons out of bone. Like, she's mm-hmm. she's a, a potentially, like, a very powerful character that you can use. If you're trading this, like... Uh, Black Ops and Death Squad of, of characters, I think that she would be a good fit. All right.
1: Well, there we go. Mero pick. I, I would not have seen that coming at all. So fascinating, fascinating. Um, Brad, are we going to your your next one?
0: Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually. Uh, most people would be shocked to know that he is magical based. Okay. Um, actually super magical based. And he has been an X-Men despite being an adversary for most of his time. But I'm going to ch- take Juggernaut as my third pick. You're going to mm-hmm. take...
1: Yeah. Um. What is it? He's got the...
0: Uh... Crimson Bands of Sidorak. Yes, right. So if you, if, yes. Fun- funnily enough, if you read really early Doctor Strange about the time juggernaut shows up he he uses the crimson bands of Citerac for for some of his spells yep. so uh juggernaut is a magical based character
1: yes he is that's what uh now does he isn't it is is the source of his power like a, a jewel
0: yeah he he fought like a demon and took the jewel and the powers
1: so uh, what did he do? Did he like swallow it or shove it in his forehead or something? I don't I don't, I don't remember. remember. Either. Okay.
0: I know he lo- he's lost his powers at times. I think that's how he eventually joined the X-Men maybe. Okay. But, um he was really interested on the X-Men because Chuck Austin's run was was just terrible, but like the Juggernaut subplot going on in his run was really good and like him kind of finding redemption through um Face. Okay. Matt probably knows what I'm the, what I'm talking about, but um, and then he also in that same era, I think in New Excalibur, he um, he got some of that uh sweet sweet uh, She Hulk tail <laughs> during a fight. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, so then I'm going to I'm going to weasel around. I'm going to actually, it's not going to be magical based, but I am gonna because you know the, the tower is in the UK, so people okay. have to relocate. So I'm I'm gonna pick a. A Mirror Island staple. Actually, oh, yeah? one of my favorite X-Men. Um, a guy that doesn't get the due he deserves for being underrated great character. Also, started out as a villain for his first couple appearances, but I'm gonna take Banshee.
1: Banshee. Hmm. You
0: can get some of that That's thick Scottish.
1: Yeah. Think Scottish Brogue written into your into yeah. your comic panels that way. But he is was... He, wait, isn't he Irish, though?
0: Yeah, but he's he's around the UK, okay, though.
1: Sorry. Thick, okay, sorry. Think Gaelic Brogue written into But it. he
0: was... Funnily enough, he was in Factor 3 with Changeling when he first showed up. Oh, okay. But he had, like... I don't know if he was... I think he was being mind-controlled, but I don't remember. It's been a long time since I read that issue.
1: I... I don't know. I couldn't tell you.
0: He is. He is a villain for like one issue.
1: Okay. And then you've got you've got some nice general purpose sonic powers going.
0: And a flyer, which I'm a little light on. Well, I guess Captain Britain flies, but.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I didn't really think about flyers much on mine. I've got Lockheed. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, I don't.
2: Looking at mine, I don't know that I have any flyers.
0: Okay. Right. I don't think at you all.
2: do. Yeah.
1: Not not yet anyway. Which we're gonna come back to you and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
2: What what you got, uh, Is Matt? It now? Yes, it is. Okay. I'm gonna go with a more uh, obscure character. Not like super obscure, but kind of obscure because it's not like I'm choosing Wolverine. <laughs> People yeah. would know who I'm talking about. I'm gonna go with a character that uh, I, be- I believe may have been part of. Uh, X Force, mm-hmm. but he has been an X character for like about mm, twenty years, twenty five years, but not mm-hmm. really like that that used quite often. But uh, I'm gonna go with the character of Bedlam. Bedlam, uh, okay. yeah, if it doesn't ring a bell for you. Like Deadla- Bedlam is actually has been like a, an X Force member, um, uh, and he is someone who is presented more like a a hero, but Uh, His powers, I thought, are like super interesting. Uh, He has the mutant ability to sense and perceive energy signatures around him and to generate an uh, electromagnetic field that disrupts electrical and mechanical systems and also actually can uh, interrupt the neural chemical electromagnetic uh, aspects and responses of the brain. Uh, so he, he, it's a dude that like potentially could scramble your brain if he wanted to, uh, at least like put you to sleep, not like actually like permanently put you out of sleep, uh, you know, out of commission. Uh, and also in his background, uh, he has uh, training in covert ops and intelligence gathering, so he'd be like perfect fit for a black ops team. He's someone that they could slot in there. He could do like a lot of like uh, electronic like intelligence gathering and reconnaissance for them. Uh, if he's actually like, you know, being placed in the field operational, like he can go in there and disrupt, uh, enemy comms, enemy, uh, electronic systems, potentially disrupt, uh, <laughs> enemy brains, mm-hmm. uh, at least. And, uh, it doesn't even have to be necessarily be a, in a lethal way. We could just like, you know, put guys to sleep. Oh, so, you,
0: you I, know, we were remiss, Matt. I'm, I was looking at the list. Do you know the Great Lakes Avengers, or briefly the Great Lakes X Men? So you could you could draw on all those guys too. Oh, I could have, <laughs> I
2: could have chosen like Squirrel Girl and all those other people.
0: And um, what's his name? Mister Immortal, He's just like a and like Mister Fantastic if he was just like a two dimensional piece of paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Matt, interesting pick about Bedlam. Bedlam has a cinematic appearance. Yes, in a- Deadpool two he is and I love the joke from that scene whenever he's joining export I can distort ele- he's played by Terry Cruz Terry Cruz I can distort electrical fields including the one inside your brain causing anxiety confusion and pain and Deadpool goes so basically you're Dave Matthews we can use him <laughs> you, you
0: know what the you know what the the greatest part of the Deadpool movies is Colossus mm. he's yeah, like the Colossus per- thing He's the yeah. perfect straight man. I love
2: Colossus in that. He is absolutely a straight man, and hits beautiful.
1: You you should have breakfast. Here's protein bar. It's good for your bones. Like, I love Colossus in the Deadpool movies. It's amazing. So, Bedlam, that's a fun choice. That's a... Wow, That yeah, that that, that fits in real good. Um, okay, I guess it's back to me now. And so these would be my last two... Um, Last two uh, primary team picks. So, one of the things that that I have heard from true crime podcasts or stories, you know, investigative stories and stuff like that is how much comes down to just sheer luck. How many times it's like we catch a lucky break, so we're going to, you know, that's what cracked it open for us, which is why at this point I'm going to pick Domino.
0: Um, I almost thought you were gonna say um I thought you were gonna say the other one. Long shot. Yeah.
1: If I did if some if one of you guys had picked Domino I would have picked Long Shot I had that prepped but uh but uh, I decided to go ahead and pick Domino because sure that's fun. And you
0: have to deal and... with the mojo though so that's a pain in the ass on that <laughs> front.
1: Yeah that's true. Uh and then that way it's you know we're we're scoping out the situation looking looking for stuff and then. Oh, we get that lucky break to crack this wide open. Alright, and then that, that way you can resolve... You've got a way to resolve an arc in the space of one comic if you need to. Um, my last main roster pick... Ooh, you okay, Matt?
2: Yeah, I need to myself.
1: Okay. My last main roster pick is going to be... Um, sometimes you need some specialized equipment. Sometimes you just don't have the technology you need to pull off Something in order to um, for what you need, whatever it could be, Uh, you know, surveillance equipment, transportation, storage, weaponry. And this guy is also going to give me something on the magical front, which is where I pick up Forge.
0: That's a good pick.
1: Thank you. Forge has
0: always been a sentimental favorite of mine. Mm hmm.
1: Forge also had some some leadership qualities, so if we hit an arc where where um, Beast isn't uh, Beast is indisposed or something like that, then Forge can kind of pick up the reins and go with it. But uh, there we go. That's that's my primary team, which means we come back to Matt.
2: Uh, I picked one that I think would be interesting. It's a play. Actually, uh, trying to undermine. Cable, okay. Like, in terms of like having leadership, uh, and also uh, you could do storylines where it's like she's trying to usurp Cable, but she's not going to go so far as to kill him or anything of that nature. And you could do it where he has control over her because I don't know contrive a way like he has an inhibitor collar on her he somehow otherwise has like control over her ship but on two she's constantly trying to get out of it but she's down to be like you know guess what basically and that would be I chose Madeline Pryor Goblin is his mother oh oh okay that's his mother
1: Right, because that's a Jean Grey clone, isn't it?
2: It's Jean Grey's clone, uh, and obviously, like through the total twisted things of like he he was born to Cyclops and to uh, to Madeline Pryor the Goblin, and got jumped off to the future where he, oh, actually that's where Virgin began. So I think like that would be interesting, interesting like dichotomy where it's like he doesn't want to kill him; that's her son. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she, she's character, she, right? Uh, so she's good. she's down to do like the kind of black ops, like and stuff against. People. But she's also like kind of has, uh, megalom- megalom- megalomaniacal hands on actually like things. I mean, and there have been stories all throughout the the comics.
0: She became she the, the Goblin dead. Queen, didn't she?
2: She did. Yeah. But, there's lots of different storylines too, where she's kind of like trying to become
0: woman. I thought about taking her actually.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to to, to have uh, someone contest over a character that's kind of as under the radar as that is, but that's that's she, fascinating. She's
0: a pretty if you, but the era like, I'm guessing Matt and I started. Like kind of following X Men in that like late 80s early 90s era, and she's kind of like a staple of um X Factor before the changeover. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's she like in her era, she's um she's not like obscure for the era she was in.
1: Okay, that's fair. Because the that's
0: Goblin fair. Queen was a whole that was a whole storyline with Inferno, which I think I think I actually started reading around Inferno. I'd have to look at when that happened.
1: Alright. Interesting pick on that one. And Brad, we're going to your last main roster pick here.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take on a bit of a problem. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay magical and I'm gonna take Ileana Rasputin, aka Magic and all of her baggage for my last spot on the main Magic. roster. Okay.
1: Fills in that that's M A G I K, right? Yeah. Yeah, that fills in your, um... Well, you've got another magic person there to go or Juggernaut, so... Well,
0: and Captain Britain's magical.
1: Oh, okay. Alright, you got a magic-heavy team going then. Yeah. Which is fine.
0: Well, that's what you kind of want for their job. Sure.
1: I got you there. Um, so, that's our, our, our main five picks, but we're also getting a couple of reservist picks. So, um... Uh, well, I mean, since it's a, the snake draft, Brad, you can pick up your first reservist here.
0: So I'm going to take a sentimental favorite for this one. I'm going to take Nightcrawler.
1: Nightcrawler. God, that's a good pick.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I just love Nightcrawler. Um, I love the religious aspect to him. Mm-hmm. I, um, The whole being a demon thing, like he has a cool power. Um, Really iconic sound because pretty much most people know what Banff is. Yeah, <laughs> and I like um, I think that was during Wolverine and the X Men. Like there were these little Night Crawlers that were just kind of like gremlins that caused trouble, and they just called them the Bamps. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: that's fun. I think
0: there there I think there were like three or four of them, but they just would cause trouble.
1: <laughs> um, that's it, interesting. I had thought about Nightcrawler because I like him quite a bit too, but ended up not going for it because. I don't know. It didn't kind of fit the the feel I was going for with my team, but got to love some Nightcrawler. Yeah. All right, Matt, uh, who's your first reserve pick? Uh,
2: My first reserve pick is one. Well, let me ask a question. Can we choose? Huh. Do we have to choose people like that...
0: I couldn't hear you, Matt. You need to turn your volume up.
2: Sorry, can you hear me now?
0: Yeah. So, what was your question?
2: Uh, okay. Uh, do we? Cho- do can we? I mean, I, put, I picked Malin Pryor, which I don't I don't choose ever an X Men, but can She's... we choose people that are just mutants, versus... uh, I think we had been
0: X Men. As long as they were in the X Men, like I, I I was keeping. The thing with X-Men is there's, like, really least affiliations, and if you're talking about the the current, like, Krakoa era, they're probably, like, hanging around Krakoa anyway, so just go for it.
2: Oh, I was going to pick up that Brotherhood of Evil Mutants character.
0: Hey, you're probably fine, then.
2: Okay. um, I was actually going to pick Toad. Toad? Toad. I, believe, I believe the original uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. The original yeah. Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is... um. Magneto, Toad, Mastermind, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver.
2: Uh, I was gonna go with him because I feel like he's he's can present like written the right way. He can be like a really uh, versatile character. mhm not just necessarily like the lackey of Magneto, but he right can be a really like, fascinating character. He's like a, a fantastic like hand to hand combatant. Mm -hmm. Also, he has like super ability. He obviously has like the the super long. I believe hasn't there been some?
0: There's hints that he's smarter than he portrays himself as. Like he has above average intelligence.
2: Yeah, and isn't it also that I think some some interpretations of the character is like has like uh, poisonous spit.
0: Yeah, that's newer. When they start getting into like the secondary mutation stuff, I think he picked that up.
2: I see. Uh, but I think he'd be an interesting character, and he. one that's like, uh, I don't have like. But he's very, very quick, very, very agile. Um, so I think he'd be like really a if you want someone who's gonna be a, a good uh, bat, like, almost like like yeah, even more so than arrow. Can kind of fill that role, but also is. That's uh, just like, uh, That's a guy I would go with. I would go with. Uh, Interesting here. Obviously, there's some versions of him where he's like.
0: I think I was really disappointed with. Um, they really misused the guy they cast for him in the first X Men movie because they, they got the guy that did that was darth maul from star wars yeah and they did not they did not choreograph him his like abilities well at all the only thing like they even did is like where he took that like stick and kind of like did like this like spinny spin like under his arm thing was like the coolest thing he did but it was like man you had that guy was great in star wars and you really did not like choreograph him well or give him enough cool shit to do
1: yeah, when he did that in um, the first X-Men movie, that was actually – they it was like the third take, and he just decided, and he was like, what the hell with it? I'm going to do this anyway, and it looked so cool. They were like, no, we're using that one. That's I think the that, take we're using for it.
0: I think that one has my favorite outtake on the DVD release where they're doing something, and someone just runs in a Spider-Man costume, and they all start cracking up. And he's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong movie. <laughs>
1: I, I never watched the DVD version. It was far enough back I had a VHS copy. But there was a scene that Hugh Jackman talked about where um, Mystique has the claws wrapped around his hand, and they're doing that standoff where she's trying to like pull his fist away, and he's trying to work his, his hand down to cut the, the chain – or it was wrapped around the claws, and then all of a sudden – one of the uh one of the claws gives way and it thunks right in you know the claws thunk right into his forehead above his hairline and he starts bleeding and i'm like well guess we're done for today because we can't use that shot he has a he,
0: well he has the best cameo in x-men first class too i still cracked up because <laughs> so if you if you haven't seen it like they're recruiting mutants and this is like the 60s and because wolverine is immortal essentially uh, when you yeah. get down to it, but he's in a bar smoking a cigar, and they sit down both sides of him. And I don't even think they say he's just like go fuck yourself, and they mm-hmm. they leave.
1: Yeah, they come in, sit down. And he says that. They look at each other and shrug and walk back out.
0: And I mean, they they <laughs> they really toned it down for that movie so they could sneak that into a PG thirteen movie. But I remember laughing so hard when that was in there. Yeah. That but, was
1: the one f bomb you get in a PG thirteen, and, and that's a great use.
0: That that movie's actually first class is an underrated great movie
1: yeah i think it's very good
0: i was telling Um, my wife too like michael fassbender there's something about him as magneto that's really great that he can't recapture in like any other performance
1: i think it's the menace that comes with magneto being traumatized and that sort of stuff um so that that's what i i think i get Um But, uh, all right, I guess it's back to me, and I'll knock out both my reserves in one go. Um, My first reserve pick, because if I read my main roster, I have uh, people who are very good at what they do, very capable in the investigation, but you know what, sometimes – stuff gets wild, and you need some door kickers. So that's what I decided to use my reserves for. The things are going bad, I need some muscle, and I already have Kitty Pride on the team, which means my first pick, uh, as character we already mentioned, is going to be Colossus, as as my backup there. And my other um, reserve pick was going to be Psylocke, but with her being picked, I had to Go down to my alternates list, and you know I decided because Psylocke's role was going to be about, um, oddly enough, it was, was going to be about the the telepathy, the the psychic aspect of it. But what I'm going to do is, well, I need Door Kicker back up, and I do believe that this person can briefly access someone's memories. Uh, along with being uh, some extra muscle for the team and having someone who flies, which means my other reservist is going to be rogue.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, she she has the utility, and she does it more now. Um, she's a little more willing to, like, borrow some powers because she's a little better at controlling it, too. So you have the utility that she can essentially do whatever you need her to do in a given situation.
1: Yeah. which is nice to have for a reservist.
0: Um, And you get some leadership experience there too. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, she just if I remember correctly, if she just touches someone's skin, she gets a little bit of access to their memory too.
0: She can, yes.
1: Okay, so there you go. That's those are my reserves. And Matt, we're coming back to you. Uh,
2: Okay, I'm gonna pick one. He would not necessarily be uh, interested in the killing aspect of things. Okay, that's something that's required. But he's someone who, fine, kind of ops and clandestine, secretive aspect of. And that's someone who, uh, I think if you're going to, someone who can get a job done and get it quietly, quickly, uh, who better than an actual thief, I'm going to go with Gambit.
1: Oh, Gambit! That's
2: a good choice. That is a good choice. He's become, you know i a very heroic character. He's a really interesting character. He's obviously, like a fan favorite. Um, but I didn't use it because he's like he's very popular, very powerful. But uh, it's almost like I wanted to I wanted to kind of do more uh, lesser known characters besides Cable. Characters mm-hmm. that uh, aren't treated as like the, the main deal. Like and Gambit has had books of his own. Uh, so he'd be more of a reservist. He's like a heavy hitter that you come in uh, and be on your team and stuff. Uh, but I think that he'd be interesting. And again, I like the whole aspect again. He's like yeah, fine like slinging around and getting stuff done. But even if he's heroic, where it's like, I don't want to like, kill people and for storylines where it's like, maybe the storyline isn't like you have to go execute people. Storylines like, hey, uh, there are villains over in this hideout. You need to go there and steal intelligence from them out like he could do that because he's a thief he's an expert in all that sort of thing so I think there's some interesting stuff that could be done with that um, so I'm choosing him as my final uh, uh, additional team member I guess I, uh, back
1: I think that's a strong pick Matt. that's yeah. that brings that brings some some extra uh, extra muscle to the squad that's different from what you've got so I think that's a good pick. Brad, I think you close us out on this one.
0: Yep, so I'm going to have an ace in the hole in my reservist, someone that you can bring in when you need, like, just some mad power in your lineup. So I am going to go with another Summers child. I'm going to go with Rachel Summers to get me some of that sweet, sweet Phoenix Force. Get that Phoenix
1: Force in there. Yeah. And she was an Excalibur member. Yep. so it fits
0: and she's been kind of like a staple of the comics for a long time too I don't think she's gotten any like real media adaptations but she's um she's been a main character in the comics for a long time
1: hey now what wasn't was she and <laughs> apparently Scott and Jean can't have kids that don't come back from the future or something. Um was she a, a future displacement character or was she like aged up?
0: Um I think she came from the days of the future past timeline. Hmm. Okay. I don't know it's I don't remember in, anymore cuz all their kids stuff's like really screwed up.
1: It gets a little complicated. even, but.
0: I think, like, the newer one, like, Hope Summers, they did, like, the same wonky crap with her, so I don't know anymore. Hmm. Basically, like, a version of Rachel's. I think so. It's, like I said, it's been so long, and some of that stuff I haven't read in, like, 20 years, and you just kind of forget stuff the older you get.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that, there you go. That is some, some serious power, so... Uh, For team recaps, uh, Brad, your Excalibur squad is Captain Britain, Psylocke, Juggernaut, Banshee, Magic, with the reservists of Nightcrawler and Rachel Summers. X-Force for Matt is Cable, Warpath, Marrow, Bedlam, Goblin Queen, Toad, and Gambit. And then my X-Factor investigation squad is Beast, Changeling, Shadowcat, Domino, Forge, with Colossus and Rogue on the bench. Um, uh, looking at them, I mean, for for the purposes of you guys' teams, they seem really well rounded and and capable squads. Yep. <laughs> All right, Matt, you got any thoughts you wanna you wanna hit with the completed rosters in front of us?
2: Uh, no, I think we I I'm appreciative of the fact that we all like actually like chose different very different team uh you can go like a lot of different ways with these teams mm-hmm. uh obviously really interesting detective squad magical like I think there's a lot there like I would if if uh comics actually a comic came out it, with all of our teams like they in visual comics I would be interested in this actually like I would think that'd be something different which is not something you can say often about comic books because, like, comics have decades and decades and decades of history. Like, you... Everything's, like, been done before. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of, I think, would be a fresh and interesting take. It would be something that would be interesting to read got done. Uh, yeah, so like, I think we each did something pretty interesting. We do a lot of different things with these storylines. Uh, with these... Plot.
1: I think you're right. I mean, these are not arrays of... Um, that you typically see. So I think that this is a, uh, I think this is a good assortment for all of us. Um, and you know, I'm sure there's uh, probably more character dynamic to play with on, on your guys's teams than mine. But, um, you know, you can have some fun with the interpersonal relationships and stuff too. So, well, all right. Three good squads here. So, um, you guys got any parting
0: thoughts for this one? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> all right.
1: All right. Well, everybody out there, thank you for joining us for this episode. Um, you know, this was this was a fun little uh, fun little side path to take, and uh, you know, we got to explore some some different choices and and reasons why in it. But, uh, yeah, that's our X-Men draft episode. Um, I think we were talking about doing another comic character draft episode in the future, but that'd be on down the line a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on social media. If you got requests, we work them in. And so, Uh, This is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we'll catch you next time.